This is a 980 CKNW podcast. Uh, Many of us will be spending a good portion of this lovely day indoors at BC Place as the Rugby Sevens Tour is back in town. Here to talk about it from the Vancouver Province Sports Department, Patrick Johnson on the line. Good morning, Patrick. Good morning, sir. How are you? I am very well, thank you. Rugby Sevens is, it's a tour. Uh, This is something that a lot of us don't know. I mean, this is a traveling show. They were in Vegas last week. They're here, and then they go off to Hong Kong and Singapore uh, in in next month, and then they're in London and Paris over the summer. This is a big deal now. Yes, it's the circus. The circus has come to town. Exactly. It's a fun fun thing, and yeah, I mean, for those that pay attention every week, it's... uh, it is. Uh, it, it gets pretty intense, for sure. How many teams are involved uh, in this touring group, Patrick? Well, there's 16 teams every weekend, 15 of which are always the same. And then you have a qualifier team, basically, based on, like, for instance, we have Uruguay this week who won a, a South American sort of qualifying series in January. So, yeah, it's 16 teams every week, anyway. We had the Rugby Sevens tournament here last year, and it was Correct. just a roaring success. How are the yeah. crowds, and how's it going this year, comparatively? Well, I'd say it's in line with how things went last year. They they bumped up capacity last year, so this is the third year. Uh, and then and then this year they actually sold out day one. They don't do the whole upper deck, but they do uh, both sides. So they had about uh, just shy of forty thousand people here yesterday. That's great. Yeah, and then today is going to be uh, a pretty similar number, I think. So uh, and do all the people who come to watch are they fans or are a lot of them just curious about the game uh, and the and the energy about the game? You know, that's been a big talking point, you know, just both the organizers and, the, you know, those of us in the media that are here. I think it's a bit of both. I think you do have more rugby fans in the lower mainland than anyone ever realizes. I, I always point to the fact that it is such a big high school sport, so everyone's at least vaguely aware of it, I think. Sure. High school. But, the, yeah, I mean, you clearly also just have general sports fans, people who like getting out and seeing. You know, I mean, there is a bit of an Olympic vibe to it and getting out and seeing something new. I, I think you've got a bit of a mix. I mean, the first year... I don't think people quite knew what they were getting into, especially those who, who hadn't necessarily seen Rugby Sevens before. Um, but the fact that it's this kind of carnival atmosphere, people dress up in costumes. Yes. It, it certainly has this almost music festival feel to it as well. Um, it, it, it is definitely a bit of everybody. Well, I saw a group of fans walking down Robson Street towards the Dome yesterday morning as I was leaving the radio station, Patrick, and I thought, wait a second, what is this, Frosh Week? Because everybody was in a costume, and pretty wild costumes. That are, oh, for goodness sake, it's Rugby Sevens. Yeah, yeah, and I definitely saw I mean, even on the way home last night, uh, you know, I, I was on the taking the SkyTrain home, and there, was a, there were a couple fans uh, on the train still dressed up in their get-up, and a, and a fellow got on and just said, why is everybody dressed in, you know, in these crazy costumes? And they said, oh, it's the Rugby Sevens. And he, like you, he went, oh, yeah, of course. Exactly. So what's, what's with the costumes? Is that just part of the buzz? Is that what you do? I think you just, yeah, pretty much. I mean, there, there is sort of a bit of a tradition going back to the original sort of big profile tournament in Hong Kong where there's a sort of a section of the stadium called the South Sand. And the South Sand sort of legendary in terms of its party atmosphere. Okay. It, it, you know, sort of. You know, first come, first serve seating, and when it's when it's full, it's full, and that usually happens at nine in the morning. And so, I think you've been kind of getting it. You know, you go back to the original days. Like I said, you have people in these crazy costumes, and it's it's just grown from that. I think they 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 you know there are now ten stops on the series, but the stop in London over the years has always gone for a theme on one of the days. Mm-hmm. You know, they'll do they'll do a safari one year, or they'll do uh, Halloween another year. I think it just fits really well as in the, at the end of the day with 
Vancouver's love of Halloween and just getting into into a sort of a, a silly character. Well, thank goodness there are no fireworks attached to this particular dress-up occasion. So, Patrick, uh, talk to us about Canada. Who are the teams to watch today? It's it's the it's the final day of the of the two day tournament. So, who's gonna who's gonna be getting the most attention today? Well, you know, it is a bit wide open this year. But it's one of the things that's been interesting to watch happen in sevens because it's now an Olympic sport. You know, there is that kind of four-year cycle that everybody goes through. So we're seeing a few teams with some really interesting young squads. You look at Australia, for instance, yesterday, who uh, pulled off an upset to close the day, beat the U.S., which pushed Canada down, unfortunately, the consolation round. Okay. Um, Canada's kicking off here first in about 10 minutes against uh, Scotland. Um, and, you know, so, I, I, you know what, honestly, after Australia pulled that off, the U.S. won last week in Las Vegas. The U.S. are actually a powerhouse uh, on the seven series. So I got to think Australia's in the mix. Uh, New Zealand looked really good yesterday. Um, and, you know, we always talk about Fiji. There are tons of Fijian fans here. I'll bet. And, uh, and Fiji always looks good, although they've just been told they've lost one of their key players, Jerry Tuwai. So we'll see how they adjust to that. But, I mean, you look at the top end, you know, and every week it's someone different. I mean, we've had five different, uh, five different winners, five different tournaments this season. And, uh, you know, what we could see, I mean, I think it'll be a repeat. I think we're going to see someone, like I said, one of the traditional teams. You know, Canada obviously was hoping to be there. And if they'd had a, maybe a different uh, luck of the bounce yesterday, they would still be in the mix. Uh, but it is, it's wide open, and today's going to be a great day. For well, you said 40,000 people showed up yeah. yesterday, and you're expecting yeah. another 40,000 fans uh-huh. un- under the dome at BC Place today. What's the difference? What's the attraction between uh, – because it seems to be more uh, a, d- a dynamic game, Patrick, but what's the, the, the fundamental difference in, besides the math involved between Rugby 11s and Rugby 7s? Well, in 15s, you know, you have, it's a bit slower game. It's a longer game. There's a lot more sort of technique and technical things, and I think – it's harder for people to kind of get their head into it. Um, seven, you can, I think the biggest advantage, you can almost always see the ball. If there's a tackle that happens, you can see the ball. You know, if, if there's a penalty, you may not understand it directly, but you can see the referee saying you can't do that. And the game flows quickly. And, the, you know, each game's 14 minutes. Uh, so, you know, there is a game roughly every 20 minutes. And it's just the fact that the pace is high. You can see what's happening. There's lots of tries. It's really fan-friendly. I mean, it is a long day, but in, in terms of, Game to game, it's something that fan, even a casual fan, can pick up really quickly. And I think it's just that that, as I've said before, it's that sort of Olympics vibe. There's a there's a big event to it. It's a a musical music festival. It's just it's just it's different. Um, we've seen that Vancouver does love these big events. Oh yeah. You look at you know we obviously know about the Olympics, but I also look at say you know whenever the Canadian women's soccer team comes to town, how many people turn up? For oh that? sure, yeah. Or or you know even that Canada Mexico men's soccer game, which you know Canada had no hope, but we had fifty two thousand people here. That's right. People like these big you know big red events. I think that's it. Team Canada uh, does well in Vancouver, and, and that's a big part of that here too. Interesting stuff. Well, you're, now you're less than 10 minutes to find your seat because you're yeah. obviously covering this for the paper. So I'll let yeah. you get to work. Uh, but thanks a whole lot for doing this, Patrick. Uh, we appreciate it very much. And have a great day down at the Dome. Absolutely. Thanks, uh, thanks for having me on. Talk a pleasure. There's Patrick Johnson from the Vancouver Province Sports Department. Uh, the first game, uh, Canada-Scotland uh, getting underway. Within the next very few minutes, another 40,000 people expected to take time out of a beautiful sunny day and head to BC Place. Pretty safe Bet the roof's going to be open for Rugby Sevens all day long. You've been listening to a 980 CKNW podcast. Listen live at cknw.com, the Radio Player Canada app. 
TuneIn, Amazon Alexa, HD Radio at 101.1 FM HD2, and on the AM dial, 980 CKNW.